Hi, Dr. Sharad. I am Nadia and I'm from Zen Onco and Lavelle's Cancer. We guide cancer patients in adopting an integrated oncology treatment. We help them find the right balance between mainstream and complementary approaches. We help patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists, other healthcare professionals so that they can improve treatment outcome for the patients, correct? We also help in connecting patients with our cancer warriors who have gone through this entire journey. And this entire session is going to be about knowledge sharing and questions. And I really am looking forward to it, doctor. So can I introduce you to this doctor? Yeah, thank you. Yes, doctor. So, hello, doctor, can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Are you able to? Hello? All right. So Dr. Sarath Adanki, founder and director of Ayurveda, is an Ayurvedic doctor from California College of Ayurveda and with a bachelor's in computer science and engineering, which is really, really beautiful to see a doctor who had bachelor's in computer science and in engineering. Wow. He has so much of experience, 25 years of experience as a software executive. Yeah. Deeply after the death of his mom, he has taken up this on himself and used Ayurveda in coming out and understanding how it can benefit patients and help them overcome pain. At Ayurveda, he focuses on creating awareness about natural ways of healing other than Ayurveda. It's not just circum. Uh, around it's not circling around ayurveda other other western uh, ways of western herbi- her herbology uh, aromatherapy mental imagery and music therapy etc all of these ways bring in new perspective into the light of cancer treatment and cancer patients doctor i leave this podium to you you can take it further from here doctor thank you right so here doctor we would actually uh, it's a very unique case for us because we have, uh, this is the first time we are having a doctor who has also been a caregiver. So we would love to hear your inputs about how, for, first of all, how your experience as a caregiver has been. And then we could go into our technical sessions, doctor. Sure, sure. So in 2014, um, my mom was uh, diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. So at that time, I was an engineer. So right. I didn't know much about cancer, but um, we we followed uh, advice of oncologists. Again, mm. uh, she got the best treatment, I would say, um, whatever is available um, in allopathic medicine. Yeah. As a caregiver, um, our focus was to make herself feel very comfortable. Right. For example, we moved whatever we know as a non-doctor, as you know, uh, as her children, right? Right. Um, moved um, from here to India, and uh, we were with her um, for uh, almost a year. Wow. Right, we did we did all that, and um, uh, so we, my daughter went to school there. Uh, right. My wife and daughter, both of them moved, and I was shuttling back and forth. We right. did everything 
possible around making herself feel very comfortable wow so okay so we have done mm-hmm. um she passed away in 2015 may but what we realized is that when i look back we made certain mistakes i mean that is how i decided that i'll jump into uh, you know uh, become it i'll want to become a doctor um and start helping people is uh, post her uh, death when i look at it number one is chemo is required right but the first lesson is chemo is required but we got to be very careful the amount of chemo we are giving the frequency mm-hmm. which we are giving mm-hmm. and how a person's body is reacting to it we got right. to really understand when to stop mm. and we also need to have a very good clarity on what are the other things which we can do to really bring the negative effects of chemo because what was happening was the continuous chemotherapies mhm was not able to eat she was not able to drink mhm not able to literally you know move around nausea vomiting mucositis you know side effects yes side effects. side effects brought her willingness to live down right right once a person's willingness to live comes down the hopelessness and helplessness will creep in yeah that the control is being given to some doctor rather than they controlling their life right that is what my first lesson from the whole saga is so as a caregiver we've done everything possible within our knowledge within our whatever is possible and beyond possible you did the best you can yeah but that's not enough for cancer patient is yeah. what i realized yes for instance even caregivers need care yes that's Correct. one thing totally ignore right and people stream of people keep coming and visiting especially in indian kind of a setting yeah everybody they really don't know what to say what not to say at the end of the day patient they know their condition more than anybody else yeah everybody try to pretend right yes but that also causes a lot of problems so this i i feel that i mean i again i don't want to digress too much but yes, i completely I, understand doctor i can see yes at least at a nutshell yes but as a doctor the clinical efficacy and extent of toxicity of numerous anti cancerous agents and drugs that are used are uncertain and they are unknown right what are your thoughts on this with relation to ayurvedic treatment see <clears throat> chemo is required right. what is important is in the whole context of integrative oncology right each one plays a role mhm right. i divide this into three verticals or three stages all right at the time of diagnosis right then pre treatment mhm treatment i would say four post treatment mm-hmm. these are the four stages right now at the time of diagnosis 
Okay. <clears throat> That's when all the other complementary therapies can play a significant role. Yes. But since they have this question of why me, who would answer all this? Yeah. Psychologists are super busy in India and across the world. They don't have time. But there should be a role of an integrative oncology coach holding hand patient as well as their caregivers, yes. really explaining them yes. it's okay to get diagnosed with cancer. Yes. We got to figure out these are the various you know, treatments available. These are the pros and cons of each treatment. And these are all the supporting care which is available. And these are the supporting care which you got to take at these times. So that's the first thing. So there is some amount of spiritual counsel is also required yes. at the diagnosis. Absolutely. And we got to bring in some diet changes, some lifestyle changes, right. and some kind of a coaching and create that support group around the cancer patient in caregivers at the time of um, diagnosis. Now, what are the various modalities or protocols which are available? Mm-hmm. So first thing is this whole spiritual counsel, why me, we got to answer that question. Second thing is, you also need to understand, is stress playing a role here in this particular cancer or patient? The extent of stress or suppression of emotions, what are those? How much of role that is playing? And how do we reduce it? So managing stress and anxiety. Now, there are two kinds of stress. Mm-hmm. Stress because of the diagnosis of a disease. Yes. Stress is because something else which will eventually lead to cancer. Correct. You got to understand both. Both, yeah. Come up with a, a protocol to really control this. Mm-hmm. Where Ayurveda and, you know, it's a lot of Indian philosophies yeah. can a significant role. For example, what is anxiety? What is stress? It's in Ayurveda, we see that as pranavayu. Okay. Number is the air which is going in. Mm-hmm. If somebody is stressed out, You'll see heavy breathing. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. And what is pranavayu controlling? Pranayama. Controlling pranavayu. Correct. Controlling your life. Yeah. So that's one, one way of uh, you know, helping them. Second thing is, again, our senses are the tools which God gave us mm. to receive information, to send information to our brain mm. and to receive positive information, negative information, healthy information, unhealthy information. Right. So using those three, five senses, again, we can bring back normalcy. Correct. Now, one of the senses is sense of smell, which is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, how can we use that for example, anxiety. I'll take the same example, anxiety. Mm. 
there are fantastic essential oils which can control anxiety yes there are now how the essential oil can control anxiety it's very simple if you look at a tree or a plant it needs to defend itself by staying right there it can move away that means god gave them abilities to produce something which can either kill insects or which can drive them away yeah when you take a flower or a bark or a or a um what you call leaves mm. extracting essence of it we are getting those properties one right. of the oil is vetiver what is vetiver it's a root goes yeah. deep ground what happens during anxiety they feel light they get hallucinations nightmares opposite of that is grounding so vetiver essential oil when you use that along with you know, some more you know grounding oil let's say it can be you know sesame oil or something like that and give a good massage the person will get grounded correct so these are the some of the things so this is sense of smell and also sense of touch hmm now when you are touching either yourself or somebody else that sense of touch also giving some kind of a grounding okay now when we touch ourselves using massage in ayurveda it's called abhyanga we are also increasing our positive ego that is self love mm-hmm. means our willingness to live will increase because we start loving our body right so that's also bringing that self love into picture and that's also give some more amount of control over themselves that helplessness will also come down now like that each of the senses we can bring some amount of you know therapeutic effect again i gave couple of examples one is vetiver other is pranayama like that you know the diet we got to figure out right similarly the healing music yeah making sure you know so these are the five senses and on top of it when you add spiritual counseling that's when you'll also get that intuition aspect of it and you'll be much more stronger as okay. so that is how the pre at the time of diagnosis we got to take care of a person yes before starting treatment it's the same thing we need to clearly understand what is a chemo what's the protocol what all the side effects one will have how do we manage the side effects now i will give you one example of how how do we control even number of medic med- again it's based on my personal experience right, right. um i'm not against anybody but i'm just giving you my story right so let's say the person is having diarrhea because of chemo we give them one more medicine one of the things my mom used to say is i'm already taking 25 pills yeah okay one more their mouth is already full of sores the mucositis right mm-hmm. they can't swallow anything and we're giving one more pill mm-hmm. how humane is this now 
if you can somehow manage the diarrhea mm. there are various ways we can control diarrhea okay. right yes. you know changing what they eat huh. maybe a little bit of ginger to control nausea or adding maybe a little bit of uh, you know not sweet banana but little bit of rice between raw and sweet add a little bit of cardamom then what happens because what there are two things one is they can take some more pills yeah second thing is there's the other effect the next thing which will follow diarrhea is constipation yes constipation right so this is a vicious cycle mm-hmm. so we also need to figure out where the medicines are required where we can avoid for example chemo is required but the other things are not required wherever we can avoid we got to avoid and not saying there are experts who can decide but the right. same those experts when they are thinking about these pills they got to pay little bit more attention mm-hmm. and that's where you know i felt that i failed when it comes to my mom is just continuously dumping her with hundreds of pills a day really brought her down she thought living right. like this is useless once that thought comes into a person's mind nothing can stop from leaving the body right that's when they give up so that will to live our focus should be willingness to live we got to bring that will to live so that depends more on a mental state and how's ayurveda got to play with this i mean how can we bring the principles of ayurvedic treatment into this world? sure now we got to be very careful one of the uh what you call misconceptions each one of us have everybody have is oh these are just herbs there won't be side effect no that's not true we got to be very careful what herbs we are giving at what time we cannot be interfering with an allopathic treatment right and negate the effects of chemo because chemo is trying to kill cells and if we try to go and interfere it eventually the person will will be a, will be at loss so we have to be extremely careful right now from ayurvedic perspective during chemo our focus should be on more of um what you call for example shirodhara yeah is a body treatment where okay. it will help us to reduce stress and anxiety okay. that's a to give during chemo okay. right ayurveda also focuses heavily on diet we, uh, my next are, question was that about your yeah. nutrition right so that's where it is extremely useful during chemo is right. to understand which of the doshas from ayurvedic perspective we call it as dosha it's nothing but it's very straightforward all right is a variant vata that's a variant here pitta in metabolism transformation any time when there is a transformation in body it's because of heat okay and because you need that fire right that's called pitta and finally every body requires a structure right. and tissues to be you know we in order to build anything any mm-hmm. organ need we need um we need a structure and the structure is given by kapha and what we do is we try to understand the the disease cancer 
which tissues or organs it's affecting, okay. and what, which of these these doshas are being vitiated or out of balance. Sometimes okay. it will go out of balance. Yes, yes, yes. A diet plan which will slowly bring one by one to control or balance. All right. So where the diet plays very important role. Yes. Nutrition and diet both. Nutrition yeah. and diet plays very very important role. So that's where Ayurveda can Ayurveda can play a very good you know a significant role. So one is the body therapies. Yeah. Second is you know uh, nutrition and diet. Right. These are the things. And if we identify any herbs which will not interfere, those can be given. But frankly speaking. the information we have is very less okay it's very very less so that's why we have to be extremely careful in what kind of herbs we are giving correct correct right so we have to know what kind of herbs exactly so that it doesn't interfere with the chemotherapy is what you're saying correct right correct. right So, um, what are your thoughts on most people seeing Ayurveda as an alternative approach? Like the scientific principles of Ayurveda, like you just said, are in uh, when it comes to anti-cancer drugs, we are not supposed to blend them together. You just said. What are your thoughts on that topic? See, I want based on my personal experience. there is no single medical science which can solve this problem unless it is stage 1 or 2 right okay right. it got to be an integrative integrative there is no alternative it is integrative integrative correct. correct integrative we got to figure out which one can be applied at what i would call i call as stages right yes pre time of diagnosis pre-treatment during treatment post treatment right. you have to really understand which signs need to be applied at what stage. stage yeah sometimes more than one play a role sometimes only one can play a role right but at any given point of time i never saw one completely solving the problem it's not like a headache where i take and take a tylenol or an advil it's gone right right so it's food beyond point the number of deaths which are out there and my personal experience it got to be integrative is no question alternative yes yes it's very complex disease to really fight it out with one form of medicine nobody should underestimate the other medicine regard how to coexist all right and keep the rather than taking an egocentric my medicine versus your medicine mm-hmm. what is best for the patient at any given point of time should yeah. be stand yes sometimes no treatment just palliative because if a person is at a stage where you're adding more drugs into the system and if it's accelerate their death why even to give them yeah. i would rather cough and give them you know peace of mind good sleep you know bring them you know spiritually we can elevate them things like that are more important right yeah. patience wellness 
should be our center of our integrative cancer treatment right. very well said doctor very well that said. should be our focus nothing else very well said very well said and especially when you've been a caregiver yourself um i would like to ask you more about palliative care since you brought it up uh, doctor how can our services in palliative care what what are the things we need to look at your inputs on it doctor okay one is when a person is battling life and death it's a very very i would say difficult situation for a human being to leave everything to move to the next life whatever it is it's a most difficult position and a person knows again as i said patient knows in and out we cannot fool them now we might hide things but their body will tell them so what is important is understanding their situation preparing them for the worst at the same time telling them that you are alive today hmm let's make best use of today let's right. make sure that we we you get to enjoy today and let's figure out what is what all out there which can be you know where you can enjoy the life while you are sitting in your room right so exactly. there are ways the second thing is again we got to reduce the anxiety how can we reduce the anxiety one is by doing some kind of spiritual counseling second thing is some kind of body therapies it can be shrodhara it can be a, a good massage using lavender oil it can give them good sleep right yeah. or teaching them you know some kind of guided imagery or visualization where they can control the threshold for pain increases so there is no need of instead of taking 10 tylenol or advil or ibuprofen they can take only 5 it's all about gracefully gracefully taking them forward right correct exactly right and also giving them a feeling that okay making them do do uh, you know while they are sitting or sleeping making them do few asanas which mm. can be simple give them a feel that they still have control over themselves yes yes right giving them a food which they like at the same time which won't further aggravate their problems yes palliative care really needs to look at all these situations yes. yes right so again as i said from an ayurvedic perspective there are fantastic massages which are out there without you know really causing the damage there are some gentle ways to give patient for example marma therapy mm-hmm. touching on some marma points mm-hmm. there are marma points which can give them relief from constipation right or diarrhea or there are right. certain points which can reduce the stress and anxiety for example hrudaya mm-hmm. is a point which can reduce the stress and anxiety there are, there are so many ways which we there can bring you know this care again we also need to slowly very carefully give them a message that it's okay to transition into the next life yeah how do we transition gracefully i hope more people had thought like this yes <laughs> right because everybody have to leave 
But when, when, when we come to a point where the cure or coming out is difficult, Correct. we got to shift our gaze. Yes. Yes. Right? And really finding out, right? For example, <clears throat> I read a book which I read every time when a person, you know, <clears throat> passes away. That is the, the, the Tibetan book of the dead. Okay. There, they celebrate the death. Mm-hmm. The way, the Tibetan uh, ways of looking at death is so different. Again, we got to figure out how to how various cultures are seen, right? Yeah. But bring the best of it and give the patient some kind of a comfort. Again, bottom line is we got to give them dignity. Dignity, yes, dignity. The day they feel they're dignified, they're, they have that dignity and we're preserving it, I'm telling you, they take the exit very, very, you know, differently than what they are doing it as of today. Right. And doctor, about healing processes that you use other than Ayurveda in your, uh, under your uh, system there, could you enlighten us more on those things, please? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. For example, if we decide that resentment, there's a deep resentment in the person, mm-hmm. right? Now, okay. what's the difference between anger and resentment? Anger is one shot. It comes, it goes. Right. For damage, it's the fight or flight response. Okay. But that's the end. The resentment is replaying that anger thousands of times. All right visualization or guided imagery. Mm. Now, what is visualization? Visualization is actually bringing that, that whole situation, which into caused, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the resentment. Yes. It can be the person or the event. Mm-hmm. Figuring out how do we make the person come out of that resentment. Mm-hmm. We say forgive. Yeah. Forgiveness is difficult. Right. <laughs> there is a person who is a cause of resentment. We got to cut the cord between these two people mm. in order for the resentment to go away. For example, do you think about a person if you don't have you have neutral emotions? No. If there's a negative emotion, you th- keep thinking about it. That's what causes resentment. Right. We got to figure out how that negative emotion is slowly get converted into not positive, but at least neutral. Right. Right. So that is where visualization can play. A simple technique is think good about that person. Right. And various techniques which are out there. There's a process which you need to go through. You need to get your mind to a state of calmness. Mm-hmm. Then at the time, if you guide the person to do certain steps, to think, start thinking good about it, then slowly that person will not think about the other person. Okay. Or negative emotions. There are three kinds of emotions. Negative, positive and healthy. Right. Negative emotions and positive emotions. Negative emotions, not at all good. Mm. Positive Emotions are not practical. Mm-hmm. What is healthy emotions? Right. Now, emotions are driven by belief system. Correct. First of all, we need to find out what is a, our belief, belief which is 
bring these emotions give them a plan to replace these negative and positive emotions with healthy emotions right. and write a piece of paper every time when they go through or bring this negative emotion they look at the paper replace with a healthy emotion slowly mind will forget those negative emotions and start looking at healthy emotions yeah. that is how we can address some of the emotional aspects of it mm-hmm. the other aspect is belief system around therapies for example yeah. each one of us talk about chemotherapy the first thing we all say is side effects yeah if our going in position is side effects how our mind and body will accept it mm you'll have the magnitude it will increase by a factor so we got to even prepare them using guided imagery visualization that it's okay to take chemotherapy the oncologist is trying to help us mm-hmm. the chemotherapy is trying to help us to kill our cancer cells but their good cells are also getting impacted is there any way we can using guided imagery or visualization can we help our good cells to resist the cancer treatment and recover faster right okay. yeah imagery and visualization can play a role yes a simple way is we have left to brain and right right brain left yeah. brain on logic ha correct if i want to lift this pen I, my left brain is what functioning yes if i tell to the my right brain it works mostly on images through right brain there is a concept called biofeedback mm-hmm. images we can really help to control some of those autonomous nervous system and the some of those aspects of it so we slowly need to teach this guided imagery and visualization to our patients to help them to visualize this chemotherapy side effects slightly differently including their own white blood cells how they going to fight with the with the cancer cells chemotherapy is helping them to fight if right. they create picture which is healthy in their mind i think we can we can face this cancer and chemotherapy in a much better way yes yes so true similarly as i told you this whole massage therapy marma therapy similarly music therapy listening to good music makes sense we have indolam lot of you know hindustani and carnatic ragas are there which gives very good sound sleep and put people. the mind at peace correct right and you know let it vibrate at a stage where this other chemotherapy and all can be positively work on them because mm. if you're adding up to st- if you are adding more and more stress overall thing first of all stress triggers fight or flight response yes it releases cortisol it suppresses right. immunity how good it is when we suppress our immunity when you are taking chemotherapy very true right? very true right so we got to figure out either directly or indirectly stress is causing some of the other things yes yes, yes. we have one line of integrative coaches who focus on these things without interfering what oncologists are doing but there should be handshake unfortunately i don't see that handshake happening in india i conducted three conferences 
not even a single oncologist came and spoke about this. It becomes mine versus yours. Yeah. Ours. Again, as I said, patient should be, wellness should be a center of our universe. Patient's well-being should be the center. Well-being should be center of our universe. If we take that stand, educate Ayurvedic doctors, aromatherapists, visualization, mental imagery, and oncologists, that these are the boundaries. Don't cross those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Step on each other. Also if with you... relation... Sorry, Doc. Sorry. Yeah, please. You continue. You continue. I... You, feel, you tell me. No, you tell me, please. With relation to your mom's uh, situation, how, how was this in relation with your mom's condition? See, I, I don't know anything. I didn't know any of these at that time. I was totally ignorant. I was focusing on, does she have an air conditioner? You know, did we cover, if it is summer, let's cover the whole house with a, you know, a tent kind of a thing, bring this sunscreen, the whole house, and right? Things like that, you know, do we have generate? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. you wish that you had known better, you feel. That is what I, as a caregiver, I feel that is what you are trying to tell me. Exactly. And again, my goal is there is a loss, which is irreparable irreparable and irreplaceable. Yeah. What is the thing which we have in our hand is how can at least I be useful to at least one person in the world where I can give this message and help them. If I start with one, one will become 250. There's a law of 250 in this world. Mm-hmm. Every person knows 250 people in their lifetime. All right. That's what my belief is, is to be, you know, at least to be useful for one person, which will multiply. For example, we both of us are talking. Mm-hmm. This will go to many people. So that's the, that's the goal. That's the goal, yes. That is the goal. In your perspective, Doctor, um, what do you think a healthy lifestyle a person how should they follow a healthy lifestyle and be cancer aware sure number one is we got to take care of our digestion and elimination these are the two things which causes all the problems right digestion, elimination we get keep getting confused between these two one is ability to assimilate what we are eating, mm. giving our body enough nutrition. Now, these days we are so used to adding more pills to our body, thinking yeah. that oh, going to give us supplements. Supplements plays a role, but if you have ability to assimilate, don't go for supplements. Sure. You eat organic food, that's the first step. Right. If a doctor decides that this particular digestive tract cannot assimilate these four nutrients or vitamins or minerals, then go for supplements. Every person, again, every science has a role in, in our life. That's number one. Elimination. Don't clog our system. There are two kinds of eliminations which we have to be extremely careful. Okay. Stool or three. Huh. And our brain. Third thing is our lymphatic system. We totally ignore it. Now, our lymphatic system doesn't have a pump like heart. Yeah. 
it moves the lymph which gets collected toxins at every cellular level which mm. gets collected needs mm. to go out it is purely based on our body movement drainage so, yeah drainage that's where the exercise will come there is no exercise which is better than walking right walk in a park mm. or somewhere and get some fresh air that would be the first option because there's also terrain the terrain gives certain its own advantages right mm. fresh air that's from that and there are some basic asanas which we can do mm. which will also move all these things which will keep us healthy right from a food perspective don't overload ourselves with too many calories we are at a stage where most of us have problems with excess amount of food and nutrition yes yes we got to be careful we have to be very careful about are we going are we taking more than our bodies can really burn it mm-hmm. okay the next thing is we have to be extremely careful with inflammation right we got to figure out which of the foods are causing inflammation which of the foods are reducing inflammation you have to be extremely careful okay for example high an oil cooking oil made out of cold press versus heated heat extract cold extract mm. cold press you have high amount of it's very nutritious right and also cold, the type cold pressed oil. oils cold, cold pressed press oil is very very good versus heated an extraction heated at 300 400 degrees it's equal to engine oil yeah what it's going to do it might fry our things but it's going to cause damage to our intestines and systems yeah so inflammation we got to keep control on our inflammation we got to figure out what are the anti inflammatory foods you said what type of oil also yes what type of oil for example olive oil right again our our, our cow ghee for instance grass fed cow versus a cow which is eating soya and corn which is also inorganic which is which is grown using tons of fertilizers imagine that would cause so much of inflammation a grass cow it's high amount of omega 3 okay in that milk if you take that key mm. inflammation will be under control inflammation and the next thing is stress free nobody in this age day and age will be stress free but no. we can manage stress that is what is critical that is where pranayama yoga meditation all those will come into picture to manage the stress there is a score which says if a person accumulates more than 300 points of stress hmm a year hmm. the chances of they getting illness are 49% okay okay now and um, i'll tell you and it is um it's very very interesting score each of these each and every event in our body comes in in our lives will come with a stress score right. you got to be careful as long as we're managing the stress we get good or else eventually it will come and bite us okay but so again um i talked about nutrition i talked about lifestyle i talked about you know um 
stress, mind related, right? So as long as we keep our body mind, right? You know, the right these, exercise. Yes, you said about right? exercise. Exercise, right? As long as we keep all these three, three, four things under control, look at them, right? It's very, very, you know, we will be in good shape. And the other aspect is, there is one thing is called stress. Another thing, as I said, resentment, right? Yeah. Continuously, there are two kinds of toxins, mental toxin and physical toxin. Right. A tab on mental toxin is very important. Yes, yes, yes. It is always like that. I mean, the right kind of mindset puts you in a better way to fight the cancer in the first place. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. In the case of your mom, uh, she would have definitely put up a good fight. But towards the end, yes. Where, and you tried to do whatever you had to do, doctor, at that point. So I must say, as a family and as a caregiver, you have done the best you can. And right now, also with the work that you're doing, you're honoring your mother. You do realize that, right? So yes, yes. it's one of the best feelings I know. It is one of, you're keeping her memory alive. You're keeping her entire life's work alive through your work. So it is in a way you are growing. You are doing everything you can. You are building up on, you, you just not told me, you, if you can help one more person extra, you would be doing good. You're helping. I don't know how many millions are going to watch this video, but you're going to be helping so many people and their eyes are going to be open so much with the kind of treatment and work you're doing, doctor. Let me just say thank that you. out there. Thank you, thank you. All right. Anyway, this has been such a nice pleasure talking to you, doctor. Um, I am honored to have spoken to a caregiver and a doctor. I have, we have never had someone like you, as unique as you on this uh, webinar. And I want to thank you from Zenonpo, yeah. the entire team. I want to thank you and do have a great day out there. We, we are so happy that you could share with us something so personal, something so such a, such a, yeah. such a, such a thing. Not everybody will be free to share. Not everybody will be free to talk about, right? All yeah. right. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank it you. has been a real yeah. good pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay. Have good a good night. day. Good night. Okay. Good night.